0: Hello there, and welcome once again to Frost Media. Today is the TV and Movies of the Year special. And joining me, as always, is JMOG, the Zara Nation, and Invader Sam. And I'm Mr. Monday. Hello. Friends. Hello. Well. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Should Hello. You say the well,
1: pop star, um, Mr. Monday.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm too famous for this now. I'm thinking about packing it in. <laughs> For a solo career, solo, career. just me talking to myself. Yeah. Every week. You do
2: that anyway. You yeah. could be quite easily
0: do that, mate. I do. I'm just like walking around the yeah. house, like, uh mm, cocoa pops, do do do, kind <laughs> of pouring some milk. you put it in the bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Is that the next song? That's the next one you released. Yeah, the, the original original piece. Mm, Coco pops. <laughs> That's the next one, people. You got a sneak peek of his new track
0: there. Uh, Nah, I don't really think I can sing. Don't worry, I won't let the fame go to my head. Um, how are you all doing? How how have we been for a whole week?
2: God, it's been feels like it's been ages, isn't it?
0: Did you guys uh, have you listened to the podcast at all?
2: I've listened to half of it. I haven't listened to the second half.
0: Did you guys enjoy my uh, game of the year song melody at the start? I did. That took me mm. a while oh he didn't he's, he's no i did he's uh it showed <laughs> it showed, it
3: showed. <laughs> gosh
0: i i worked hard on that i was like oh yeah i'm getting the right exact moments to, to transform this into the next song i thought it, w- it flowed quite well no it went so. on for a bit <laughs> and I, a minute and a half but it was like all the different all the different games of the year you know like uh wow yeah. wow, cool. wow.
2: <laughs> like did it at the game awards but you know
0: uh i think uh, i think it was better than the game awards to be honest but uh whatever well, jeff Keighley, jeff over. Did you over. say world premiere <laughs> world yeah. i was a bit disappointed they didn't do that at the game awards
4: <laughs> yeah every time he'd say that <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so I said...
2: isn't it oh
0: world it's usually the xbox year. conference yeah <laughs> world anyway um yeah what've been uh, what've been, what been doing this week What what what
1: have we been up to? Been locking down again because I'm in tier four. Yes. So, yes. But on the positive, it does mean I've got more gaming time now.
0: That is true. Every swing has its roundabout. That's what? (laughs) Every swing has its roundabout. What are you talking about? Well, you know, like, uh, (laughs) yeah, you swing.
1: Every
0: swing has a Every Every
2: swing. has its, its roundabout
0: yeah you know, like you get you swing and you, and you get a bit dizzy going up and down so then you go side to side on the roundabout it bounces out
1: i would say more every rose has its thorn right like I every cowboy <laughs> yeah <laughs> like every cowboy is sad sad song
3: <laughs> oh
1: <laughs> dear
0: dear yeah dear. classic yeah maybe don't start
2: writing your own songs now
0: Oh dear, you won't be laughing when my name's up in lights
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'll be copyright infringement. Your <laughs> name's up in lights on yeah, BMC want Music right
0: there. now. Yeah. <laughs> Wanted post. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, well today we're gonna to be talking about TV and movies, the T V and movies that pulled us through the year. Welcome to Frost Media! I'm going to go first this week because i'm going to get star trek in first before you guys start talking about the mandalorian <laughs> we're not going to talk about that are we no. yeah
1: i don't know anything about what's this mandalorian show you're talking
0: <laughs> you talk some trash on disney plus
3: you just lost <laughs> the listeners. yeah
1: there you go
0: would you believe that we have had three star trek series this year would you believe it no if i told you
2: who
1: well, cares
0: it's true it's true
2: went under the radar, didn't they, really?
0: (laughs) It's true. Three Star Trek series. And, uh, boy, we've had Star Trek Picard, Star Trek Lower Decks, and then season three of Star Trek uh, Discovery is continuing to air currently. And, man, these shows. I'll talk about Picard first. Um, Picard was a little bit of a a case of um, be careful what you wish for because it was a great show and it had some great moments and it was great to see, like, the original kind of cast again in places and hear that iconic theme tune. But also, when you bring kind of um, John luc Picard, who was kind of the figurehead of this kind of um, optimistic show in the 80s and 90s, and then bring him into the modern world and a darker, grittier future of the Federation, it kind of... Um, it kind of just feels a bit uh, a bit wrong, you know you understand the the decisions of, for, for kind of all the, all the things that happen, but then also you're kind of like, hmm, I wish that hadn't happened. <laughs> you know it, it kind of like sometimes like, oh, I'd rather not known that, that this is what yeah. happened <laughs> to, to my characters. but uh, again, it was amazing as well. I had some really great moments like it was uh, some mild spoilers coming up. It was great to kind of um, have a big old Borg cube again and see kind of like uh, some of the some of the ships, some of the older ships in like glorious high definition. And then the reunion between uh, you know Picard and Riker and Troy and that. Oh, just some and Seven of Nine coming back and just you know hearing these musical um, cues from like Voyager and, uh, and and the Next Generation. Like oh god, oh so cool. But um, I really enjoyed it at the time. And uh, I, I, I'm sure I would enjoy it again on a, on a second kind of rewatch. But uh, I kind of think, again, it was a little bit of a case of, hmm, be careful what you wish for. And obviously Data coming back as well was really cool. We finally got, got real closure to that after the kind of uh, iffy Star Trek Nemesis movie. Um, yeah, did anyone else watch Picard?
1: Yeah, I was about to say, I started watching it. And I, I mean, I started watching it and I actually thought the first few episodes were really good. Um, but then we're going to talk about it later, so I won't say. But then obviously something else caught my attention and. Something better. Yeah, yeah, something. <laughs> but I thought what they did with Picard in the beginning, I thought it was quite well done, especially the first episode. I thought the first episode was a really good reintroduction to the character and obviously because it relates to First Contact I thought it was a really good way of setting up the story again Mm. but obviously and it had the problem that I have with Star Trek is it has some really great characters and almost, you know, it is a very grown up show but it never you get to a certain point and then it sort of loses the way a little bit and it loses me because I'm, I suppose I'm not as big into star Trek as yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, like I loved the beginning of, I loved the first season of star Trek discovery, but then the season two sort of lost me a little bit. And I don't know whether that's because maybe it goes too deep but I like deep stuff. Or maybe it just doesn't interact with me as how I view my sci-fi. I don't know. I've never been able to um, answer it.
0: See, that's interesting, but... j because I think most Star Trek fans would, would say the opposite to what you just said. Because season one of Star Trek Discovery is a real slog to me,
1: and then season two just brings it right back. So uh... Maybe it's because it season two of Star Trek Discovery, it does link to other other parts of the universe though doesn't it yeah and i suppose i liked the fact of star trek discovery almost being something new and fresh and i quite liked that as it was taking things away but then that doesn't but then i quite like some i like tv shows to go back sometimes as well i think maybe because i'd watched something else and i think that affected how i viewed the new star trek shows as well so
4: well, I watched it with you, and um, I don't really have much to say. I enjoyed it, but I'm still really new to Star Trek, and I don't know half of uh, half of all the things that you do. <laughs> Before I started watching Star Trek with you, I'd only seen, like, the newer movies.
0: Mm. Um,
4: I still enjoyed it, though.
0: It was definitely a really, really like, an enjoyable show, and uh, it was nice to see those characters again. I just kind of hope that uh, season two kind of... Um... I mean, again, it's like, it is an excuse to kind of bring all these old characters back. Like, season two is going to have even more of the old, like, uh, characters from all the previous kind of Star Trek series in it. So, I mean, I, I I just hope they kind of treat them with a bit more respect. Because uh, some moments in that show destroyed the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's, it'd be like, it'd be like if, you know, in 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 like... A, a future kind of star wars sh- show <laughs> they get anakin sky or whoever some some really beloved character and then just kill him like horribly <clears throat> you know it, it's kind of it'd be it'd be kind of like that it'd kind of rip your heart out in a way that you're like well i thought he was gonna live happily ever after
1: <laughs> you know yeah that's kind of the danger of bringing back old characters
0: yeah.
1: and we'll talk about it later but I think you, when you bring back old ca- characters, you have to respect their what they did within the show's lifeline because there's so many fans that adore these characters. Hmm. And if you bring them back, then you have to make sure you give them a solid storyline and yeah. treat them with respect. Otherwise, we've seen what happens on the internet and social media. It can destroy a show. It can destroy a game a tv a film anything yeah if you bring back characters you've got to be brave enough to progress their story in a decent way
0: yep you really do i agree there jmo and uh there's there's one specific example in 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 picard which i won't spoil but a character comes back for about i don't know three minutes just to die and it's like well that's great that sounds
2: really cheap (laughs)
0: Yeah. yeah yeah it was purely for shock factor and you know it wasn't even that is the same the worst actor thing you can do you know, it yeah. wasn't even the same actor that played played the, them in in the show and it's is like come on guys come on
2: yeah when you're just doing something for shock it just yeah.
0: doesn't land anyway on to star trek that then does kind of bring wonder and magic back to the life i've talked about lower decks um before but man that show really surprised me surprised the hell out of me and uh, even my dad who is the is the reason i am into star trek he uh, hasn't really been watching Discovery. He enjoyed Picard, I think, but he 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 really enjoyed Lower Decks as well, because there is just that is that show is fan service, pure and simple, right? <laughs> it's, it exists just to be like, oh, remember this? Oh, you remember this? <laughs> and uh, it's great, and it's funny, even if you're not a huge fan, because Sam, you enjoyed it as well, I think.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I hope <laughs> you did I enjoy did. it.
4: <laughs> I would have told you if I didn't. <laughs>
0: But yeah, so I've obviously talked about um, low text before, so I'm not gonna not gonna focus on that. All right, spoilers for Discovery ahead because I can't talk about this without being too excited. So if you're not caught up, don't don't listen. Okay, JMO. I don't know if anyone else watches it, so no, JMO doesn't. He just said, and I know Ben doesn't. So uh, it's,
1: it's fine. It's fine for me because I I probably <laughs> won't be going back to Discovery anytime soon. So yeah.
0: anyway, so spoilers. Spoilers for season three and season two. You've been warned. Um, yeah, Star Trek Discovery is just doing so well. <laughs> like, uh, the first season, like I said, I really kind of was like, oh. it was it was cool to have Star Trek back, because obviously it was the first new Trek series in about 20 years. But um, it was a bit of a slog, like uh, lots of Klingon on-screen, Mirror Universe shenanigans, which are always fun, but kind of... Um, I don't know. They, they were necessary and they're, they're fun, but I, 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 the Mirror Universe is cool but uh, unnecessary to me. But it's still a cool Star Trek thing that they that they brought back. And then season two just fucking rams right into it with uh, Captain Pike, the original Captain of the Enterprise, and uh, and Spock and everything and. Oh, such so so many cool, cool moments like the Enterprise. You see the bridge of the Enterprise all updated, even though it's in the same universe, all looking, looking like it should do, not like in the new Trek movies. Like, oh, oh, so good. And just a really great storyline with like a rogue AI and trying to battle this rogue AI. And then at the end of season two, beginning of season three, they kind of solved the biggest issue that Discovery had. And the biggest issue that Discovery had was that it was a starship in the time period of the original series that didn't really belong there because the technology was too much too, kind of crazy technology. And obviously because special effects have leaped forward, you know, there were things in there that didn't kind of fit with established canon of that time period, like holograms and things. And they solved it by just chucking the Starship Discovery hundreds of years into the future. So Star Trek Discovery is now further than we've ever gone before in the Star Trek universe so it's uh just crazy it's it's gone like hundreds and hundreds of years it's basically gone um kind of just past the time period that um star trek enterprise was intersecting with with the temporal cold war um storyline if you if you know that listeners because i know the people here don't (laughs) (laughs) um so it it goes just past that and for fuck fucking hell This is perfect. So it's new territory. Nothing is established and they can do anything they bloody well want and nobody can moan about it, which is fantastic. And there have been some great moments, which I am now going to spoil. So once again, look away if you'd like. Um, (laughs) Look away. (laughs) Look away from your phone. (laughs) Turn your ears away. But there's three standout moments for me in this show so far, right? The first one is um, the discovery jumps into the future and a catastrophe has happened. And the Federation is no longer the Federation we knew. Uh, It's basically a few planets and uh, they're kind of scattered around. Warp technology doesn't work anymore. You know, uh, dilithium has been destroyed across the universe by some event called the burn. And we don't know what has happened. Um, So they're alone In the in the future, and they're trying to find the Federation. Uh, And they they knock about a bit, you know, knock about a bit, have a bit, have a little bit of adventure, and they eventually find the Federation. And they kind of go into where the Federation's base is, and it's kind of through this cloaking device. And uh, there's this huge like um uh, like a star dock thing with a load of starships and it pans around looking at all the starships and i was like oh the cells are detached from the from the ship and then uh, they're looking out the window and it kind of pans down onto this uh, familiar looking ship and you see the registry number it's like uss voyager ncc blah, 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 j and it's like the future version of, of the starship voyager <laughs> it was so cool <laughs> <laughs> i was shook just i'm just i'm just shook so many times during this during this show it's uh, insane sounds that, that was the first great moment God, i'm spending so much time on this I usually don't talk for long do i guys but this is this is, this is different <laughs> okay. um the second um bit and it made me cry like heavily is uh the, the episode's called unification three it's like a continuation from a 2 part in the next generation and they go off to Vulcan, and they find that Vulcan and Romulus have uh, have reunited as one planet, and uh, Michael Burnham goes into her quarters, and uh, she's uh, they're talking about how because she's Spock's sister, and she boots up this recording, and the computer's like recorded by John Luke Picard, Stardate, whatever. and it's uh, original Spock talking about uh, reunification in the episode of the Next Generation. And it kind of whenever kind of old Spock comes on the screen. Even in the new movies, I get quite emotional. This time, though, I was just like, oh, tears. I was, uh, oh, it hurt me, but it was so great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, in the latest episode, um, we had a strange being on a a random planet, and I was like, hmm, who could this being be? I was hoping it would be Q, um, but it was not. It was the Guardian of Forever, and they used the original soundbite bite from the original series, when he when when the reveal happens and the the kind of doorway kind of blows up into the portal of the guardian of forever, and I was like, oh, so many great callbacks to like old Trek, and but making it new again. It's just uh, I'm loving Star Trek Discovery at the moment, really am. Yeah, really, too. Really am loving it. So good. Ah, there we go. I've got you it. Got out. that off
2: your chest. I've got it out.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well done. uh, like I say uh, it is a a really good Star Trek show and what I've watched of it I really liked the first season and I liked the fact that it was separate but then obviously season 2 sort of lost me a bit but then I think when we talk about something else later in fact two shows that I'm going to talk about later which have the same thing which have the same thing in common as Discovery does as well Mm. in terms of bringing back characters but we talk about that later but i think because these other shows i got into them a lot more and i think that's where i sort of lost my way with discovery mm. because the other shows were doing similar things with older characters yes i'm sure you'll talk about it later but um both star trek yeah. and star wars kind of yeah, brought back i know, I know, uh, I know did, there's did crazy as well shows. that i'm going to talk about as well <laughs> so yeah but it's in it's good though isn't it
0: it is it's like uh oh oh star trek oh the sound great isn't it guys
1: <laughs> yes when done right
0: uh the other uh, tv show i haven't really watched that many movies this year um just because there haven't really been that many have there to be honest um that have come out the other the other tv series i want to talk about is uh i've got two here but I'm, I'm gonna, i'm gonna choose one is uh, Truth Seekers on Amazon Prime. It's the new kind of Nick Frost, Simon Pegg uh, uh, project. The latest kind of uh, Nick Pegg. Uh, Nick, Nick, Simon. Pegg. Simon. Fro- <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, those two, those guys, the Cornetto Trilogy guys. Simon Pegg. That's the one. Simon Pegg, Nick Clegg. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, Truth Seekers on Amazon Prime. It is. Is great. We watched this. Um, me and Sam watched it around uh, Halloween time because it's a bit spooky. It's not crazy spooky, although it did <laughs> it did spook me. I was spooked.
4: You get scared of everything. It's honestly, true. it's
0: true. I'm I'm not a strong man. Um, oh
4: my god! <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like uh, basically there's uh, uh, Nick Nick Frost. <laughs> is that his name. Yes. <laughs> it's like this uh it's like this internet installation bloke who also believes in the paranormal Ooh. and uh and he gets this new partner and uh and and paranormal things start happening uh and it's also got fucking matey from the mighty bush in it that's not uh not the, yeah. not the one that everyone knows yeah <laughs> um yeah and uh yeah paranormal things start happening and there's big old paranormal conspiracies and stuff and oh it's like it's a bit like um kind of like the first few seasons of the x-files I would say, like it's got that kind of x-files kind of vibe to it you know
4: it's also really funny
0: it is very funny as well there's some uh, there's some there's some funny jokes in there but it is also scary so be careful because uh you might get spooked a little bit like I was. On a
4: zero to ten, it's probably like a three for regular people. So.
0: On the Monday <laughs> scale, I would I'd give it about a six.
4: Yeah. <laughs> D- different scales, people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was really good, really funny, and there's like a kind of a great twist at the end and stuff. Like, it, I def- it's definitely worth your time to watch because I think it was kind of went flew under the radar a little bit.
4: Yeah, definitely. I think because
2: it's on Amazon Prime.
0: Yeah, but Amazon yeah. Prime has some great shows, like. Yeah grand well, it's okay
2: it's no netflix is it really no
0: no no it's definitely no netflix <laughs> uh but yeah I, I would definitely recommend it can't really talk all that much about it. There's just some uh, there's some just really funny moments in there some great jokes uh yeah good for sci-fi fans good for kind of um ghost ghosty ghosty fans mm-hmm. good for paranormal fans uh yeah really enjoyed it and the other one I want to just mention really quick is uh, the show. It's also on Amazon Prime, actually. It's called Upload um, with Robbie Amell. Definitely worth a watch. Very funny. It's kind of like a future thing where um, when you die, you kind of get uploaded into a virtual reality world. A bit like The Good Place kind of thing, actually. I think it's written by the same people that made that.
1: That sounds really cool. Yeah. That that does sound something different, something unique. It is. It's very funny and kind of heart very heartfelt as
0: well. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Good. That's me.
4: Nobody you, wants you to. You guys, you guys can go next.
2: Right. I'll, 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 I'll do it. I'll, I'll be i okay. Is this? I'm in. You're
4: gonna do it,
1: Ben. I'll, I'll be going with <laughs> this one. He's mean Yeah, go on. We do this. Sorry, so, listeners. This could be a bit. Well, great.
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that to, as my second thing i so so we can sort of maybe just like Cross do over. a little over together. Yeah, yeah. Sharing, yeah. So, yeah, right. this year. I I genuinely don't know if I've seen any film that came out this year. I I don't think there's been one. So (laughs) this is, this is, this is definitely a, this was definitely a a year for TV and there's, (laughs) there's some fucking good stuff this year. There really is. Um, and I've, this first thing I want to talk about, I've spoken about it before on the podcast. I'm not going to spend ages on it, but, um, as someone who's was such a massive fan of breaking bad um better Call Saul season five came out earlier this year and it really was an incredible series the last three episodes of this show are some of the best moments in the breaking bad universe that i've ever seen um, it had so much, just just in general, the the, the show had so much to live up to um, with the success and the love for Breaking Bad. And season by season, the show has, has pretty much elevated itself right alongside Breaking Bad, and it might even surpass it for me because of how incredible the last two or three seasons have been. Um, this is definitely... You know, it's definitely one of these shows where the strongest asset is other characters and the way that uh, Jimmy and Kim's relationship throughout these these five seasons has been portrayed and it's so complex and how Jimmy's influence over Kim has basically made her such a compelling character and how he has changed her from, from, from what she was at the start and Ray Seahorn, who plays her she's an incredible actress and 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 she deserves way more credit than she gets um she, she her acting style is just incredible her subtle body language and the way she delivers certain lines it's such an it's such a an impressive acting style I really enjoy enjoy watching her and it really like I said it's so hard to talk about this sort of show without spoilers and you can't really um, if you if you haven't seen because it obviously is the fifth season of this show. And if we're talking about the Breaking Bad universe, it's the 10th season, really. Um, and I can't wait for season six. But I think they've said that season six is going to be 2022, which is just ugh, it's just so, so long. You know, we, we we I think this I think season five ended around about the time the the first lockdowns came in in the UK And I remember the way that it finished with with a massive cliffhanger. And I was just like, oh, my God, we're going to have to wait like two years because of COVID. You know, it's oh, and this like there's the the, the, the villain as well, Lalo Salamanca. He is just the way he performs as this extremely sinister. He has this sort of sinister friendliness to him. Like he's like smiling at characters, he's like smiling at them, and he's being so friendly, but you know that he's just so evil, and 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 he's not real. Like his friendliness is just a uh, uh, a mirage. So I think overall, this season in particular has been the best of of Better Call Saul. And I do think it's right up there with with some of my favorite stuff from this from this universe. And I I know that I'm I'm fairly confident nobody else (laughs) has watched Breaking Bad on this show. I don't think I don't think you have.
4: have. Oh, you have. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Have you seen Better Call Saul?
4: I watched like the first few seasons or maybe just the first one. And then I kind of just dropped off of it like (laughs) like I tend to do with shows. But I thought it was pretty good.
2: Which season did you get to?
4: I think I honestly think I only watched the first one, some of yeah. it. I d I don't remember much. The first, was... Yeah, the
2: first season is very much it's it's slower, especially after like if you've like the like the last three series of Breaking Bad were so intense and then say so you yeah. go right into Bear all it is it's a bit slower but it really ramps up. Especially like from season three onwards. It's it's really great. It really mm-hmm. is. I just,
4: I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's, I, I watched. Uh, did you watch the uh, movie? Help oh, me know. Yeah, did you watch that one?
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, that that was pretty good.
2: Yeah, that was that was such a nice. It was it was pretty much like an epilogue, to Breaking mm-hmm. Bad, and and and, there obviously was that big question mark hanging over, um. The end of how how Breaking Bad ended, and it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah. what happens to Jesse? So right, it's it's. I loved that uh, it was it was basically just like an hour and a half episode really yeah it wasn't really a uh it didn't feel like a movie you know mm-hmm. but yeah anyway yes season five of Better Call Saul, if you haven't watched it yet and you know I feel like more people are watching it I think when this came out a lot of people were Really, uh, because there's a lot of hype around it because of how good it was, and I think a lot of people are starting to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should go and check out Better Call Saul because it is, it is. Ah, oh, it's hard to say. I, I, I do, I do wonder if I do prefer Better Call Saul now to Breaking Bad, but it is tough. It's tough to say. Anyway. Uh,
1: just on the Better Call Saul thing, the thing is, it does have the. There's a um. Oh, what's the word? there's this thing where shows the first couple of seasons everyone watches then people go away from them the shows get better because the fan base is watching mm. and then they come back to them so obviously with better Cool sold do, do you think that more people have watched it in lockdown this year and then they're spreading it out so when season six does turn around in 2022 that's going to be a big season.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 am fairly confident that it is the last season. Um and it is and the way it all ended. It is it is going to be exactly that. It's going to be an explosive series. It's going to be you know we're so like we're so close to the timeline of breaking bad now. It's it's going to be really fun and interesting to see how they link it all together and and just See, you know, the whole thing with Better Call Saul is how Jimmy, Jimmy McGill, how he becomes Saul Goodman. You know, we all know Saul from Breaking Bad, but in Better Call Saul, we know him as Jimmy McGill. You know, how he becomes this persona, how he becomes this person. So, And I think you're absolutely right. I think the people that have been really getting into it, certainly at the start of, of all the COVID stuff, you know, it was, it was just it just sort of was then wrapping up and people were talking about it and, and there will be a, there'll be a big thing happen online. You know, people will be talking about it when, when season six comes and I can't wait. I, I, I cannot wait. Just the way it finished. Oh God.
1: It's hard. To the, wait. Yeah, Well, that, that universe is so important to people because breaking bad never goes away people still talk about it now there's yeah. only a few shows that people still talk about after they're finished yeah mm-hmm. and breaking bad is one of them
2: yeah breaking bad you know i've said it before it, it, it is my favorite show um game of thrones was but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it got dethroned um i just i just love the the complexity of all the characters and 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 and, and the yeah. fall watching the fall of Walter White is, you know, and, you know, the the acting is just incredible. It really is just, just yeah. throughout the show, both both shows. But anyway, I'm going to move on now because we have talked about this before, and I'm excited oh to talk about my favourite thing this year, and I know you are as well, yeah. JMO. Yeah. Uh, well, well, everybody knows what we're talking about here. It is yeah. The Mandalorian, <laughs> season two. And I think we should be fair and not talk about spoilers here because yeah,
1: it has... can't. <laughs> oh, no, just,
2: you cannot talk about spoilers for this because there are so many moments that if you haven't seen it, you you need to go in with basically no knowledge of of what they're going to do with this second season. And the so we're recording this couple of days after the finale as well, so there's yep. also that to take yep. into consideration. You know, there's going to be some people that haven't that haven't watched yep. the finale yet. But uh, I was shaking. I was shaking in that finale, and yeah. it 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 was maybe I I actually think that season two of the Mandalorian is the best Star Wars that we might have ever got uh, I... aside from the original trilogy. You know, you know, what I'm saying, yeah, like the, yeah. The, In terms of the the extension of the of the original trilogy, I think this is season two. This whole season has been the best star wars we've ever had
1: i think i'm i'm on the same level as you i i've said it many times that the mandalorian is just like the first time i saw force awakens in the cinema the the amount of times me and little g when we're watching it together on a friday because we wait And we do it every Friday evening and watch the latest episode together. And Mm. we do it as a family. But Mrs. G is not a massive Star Wars fan, but she sits and watches it. And the amount of times that me and little G are cheering and clapping. And I've not had that. Well, I've had shouting at the screen in tv shows (laughs) mainly because characters have died in different other shows (laughs) but nothing to the scale of what the mandalorian has done it's just amazing it's so euphoric to see so much from the star wars universe actually be done because it is fan service but it it doesn't destroy the characters no it enhances them and it it makes the stories of these characters even bigger and the fact that we are set after return of jedi because it starts five years after return of jedi so when we're still 25 years away from the force awakens yeah so there is a massive story here to tell in between even before we get to um kylo ren and all that stuff with ray which the way this show is set up you can very easily imagine it explaining a lot of things in the previous um star wars trilogy of films which everyone bemoaned because of what happened especially in rise of skywalker but the mandalorian seems to be putting everything right
2: the Mandalorian almost... absolutely absolutely it is bringing the fan base back together again as well yeah like everybody loves this show everyone who's a star whether you like the sequels whether you like the prequels whether you don't like those films everybody who is watching the Mandalorian right now is in love with it and I think the show overall is just confirming the fact that Dave Filoni and John Favreau they need to be in charge of everything but, but yeah. the Star Wars moving forward they just get it. They well, get Star Wars. Yeah. They know exactly what the fans want. You yeah. know, Dave Filoni spent a lot of his time on the Clone Wars uh, yeah. animated series, basically being tutored by George Lucas. And yeah. this and and, and, and and this shows. I I just feel like this shows, in, in 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 certainly in a lot of the episodes that he's done, but just as yeah. an overall story, they just get it.
1: Oh. I know, they do, and obviously Dave Filoni directed Star Wars Rebels as well, which, controversially, I prefer to Clone Wars. I love Star Wars Rebels. I wouldn't say that's controversial at all. I think Star Wars Rebels is brilliant, and because it expands the universe as well. Some of the stuff in Star Wars Rebels, the way that it links to Rogue One, no spoilers, but obviously if you've seen the film Rogue One, you'll see... The ship from Star Wars Rebels in those battle scenes and you'll see it at the um at the base before they take off to go to um the um I've forgotten the planet there at the end. But the the fact is Gareth. No, the planet, not the director. No, Scarif. yeah. Scarroth, yeah. I oh, thought I you said, said Gareth. Gareth. <laughs> oh, sorry, Scar- Scarif. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gareth. A planet named Gareth.
0: God, <laughs> you're, you're talking about Star Wars, not Green Lantern, right, guys? Jeez, come yeah. on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, but also, let's not forget, John Favreau knows what he's doing with this sort of fantasy world because he's a big part of the Marvel Universe as well. So he, not only an actor in the Iron Man films, he's also directed the films. As well, he knows what he's doing. Now I think he's got the idea of how he can progress characters in a massive um, franchise. Yeah, it's,
2: and I, it shows. It shows, and and it feels like they could, they could be moving towards something like this with Star Wars TV. Yeah, with I think. You know, there's a there's a post credit scene, uh, at the in the finale, and it sort of hints to the idea that maybe there's going to be more, but in a different way. And I really like the idea of this. Um, very hard to talk about without spoiling it because you know, but
1: hey, you're doing fine. I'm about to get really excited about that without giving anything
2: away. Yeah, yeah, it's. It's going to be interesting to see where they take this. It really is. And I genuinely don't know what they're going to do next with this show after the finale. I'm like, oh, okay, where are they going to go with this now? Um, So it's it's an exciting time. And I think I mean, there's there's, I mean, there's so, so much more about this show than just just these amazing moments you know if you just look at the production quality and they ha- I forget the uh the name of this this new technology that they have where um instead of using green screens they have the I don't know if you've seen them in the behind the scenes stuff but they they, they do these sort of they have these rooms with like a cir- like a circular walls around and they're the, they're like projectors and they actually show the environment around the actor um and that just helps to make the 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 um the scenes that they would normally do as as a green screen it makes it feel so much more real because they're actually using the natural light that's coming from the screens you know they they don't have to fake the light that you know you can tell and it's it's so impressive this technology i feel like this is the first step towards us going away from green screens because green screens you know whilst they've You know, uh, they're they're good at what they do. You know, you look at the prequels. I mean, that was a screen screen. I think it was blue screen, wasn't it back then? But
1: blue like blue screen. But then George Lucas, yeah, George Lucas. Green screen was fairly new when George Lucas was doing the prequels. He he made sure that he made the full use of that technology, which is why the prequels they they will probably still be. Um, people will moan about them, but you, you can't put George Lucas used the technology and he had a story to tell from there, Yeah. which the characters he introduced and the storylines he introduced in there, obviously the Mandalorians fully exploring those storylines, yep. which makes it even better, which shows that George Lucas and those prequels are probably more important to the Star Wars universe than... New Hope, Empire, and um Jedi. As much as we love those films, everything that's set in those prequels, the Mandalorian is kind of exploring right now.
2: Exactly. Look what it's done. You know, even even with the animated series, you know, there's so much love for the Clone Wars. There's so much love for Rebels. That starting point. You know, I think that's why a lot more people love the prequels now because it just gave us all of this amazing stuff you know the the actual world and the uh, the ideas were there it's just the execution was a little bit off you know with with dialogue and and, and pacing and writing but the the core idea the core story that he envisioned
3: yeah.
2: just allowed all these branching storylines to just just yeah. go off in all these different directions yeah. and and i think the mandalorian the way that it links like you said with the prequels so, i mean especially with Clone Wars. I mean, it's um, yeah. it's
1: yeah,
2: it's such a, it's sort of like uh, it sort of validates it a bit more. Like there's a yeah. lot of people out there be like, oh yeah, the Clone Wars. Oh, it's just a cartoon, it's just for kids. It is <laughs> not, not at all. No, like, it's not at all. When you when you get to like sort of season three of the Clone Wars, that shit is dark as hell. Mm-hmm. That 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 is not a kids TV show anymore. There are so many amazing story arcs in Clone Wars where you think oh my god this is like you know I forget the uh, I forget the name of the arc uh, on that planet that's like all, all at night with
1: uh, oh yes uh, yeah and it's
2: basically like it's literally like a bloody Vietnam yeah. film
1: yeah it's that with the that Jedi who makes...
2: um takes over yeah. Anakin's unit yeah.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. one of the best
2: arcs in, in the show and it's so dark and it's like anyway yeah but, but you know it's the the fact that mandalorian now is bringing clone wars rebel stuff to live action is just amazing and i think they knew and they, and that's that's why felonnie and favreau are so clever at what they've what they've achieved here yeah. you know they're so they get what people want they know that there is a massive section of the fan base that's so in love with so many of these characters and stuff from clone wars and rebels and they've 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 added it in in an accessible way to people that haven't seen those shows, and it's very very well done. Like you said, it is fan service, but they've done it so well that it doesn't just feel like you're drowning in fan fan service, and you're not actually yeah. watching a proper show. You because know, sometimes you can be like, oh my god, just like just stop now, just let us let us have some original content. But they've done it. They've done such an amazing balance between the two.
1: And they do add to the stories of the characters. So when some characters come back, they add the story. But they do it in such a way that you can then make it up in your head. They don't think the view is stupid. So sometimes in films and sequels and TV shows, they have a habit of over-explaining stuff. But the Mandalorian doesn't over-explain stuff.
2: Yeah. It really does. It leaves it leaves enough little sort of Easter eggs and breadcrumbs for people who know what it means. Um, but for people who don't know, it's just like something cool. Okay. Or it just goes over their head. They don't have to worry about whether they know what the reference is. And, it, yeah. and at, at its core, the Mandalorian is there are so many like old Western reference, like sort of references in the terms of the yeah. visuals. And it really yeah, feels like an it's old a, Western it's a, in space.
1: It's a cowboy show. Yeah. It's Cowboys and Indians, but done in space.
2: And there's and there's even there's even some cool episodes. There's a big episode halfway through um, this season, which everyone's gonna who's seen it knows what I'm talking about. Um, very sort of samurai old samurai movie vibes. It really is an incredible episode, and I'm not gonna say what it is, but everyone knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, it's it's it, you know there's there's different vibes in each of these each of these episodes. They all feel different. You know there's even just the first episode of the season. You know it was the longest episode of the season, and it was an incredible like cinematic like set piece. You know you, you know there's this big thing uh, you know with the I'll just say the crate dragon. You know it's this whole this whole section of the the, the first episode and it's yeah you know, they even changed the as- I don't know if you notice it, Jamie. they actually changed the aspect ratio halfway through yeah I, I think they they might have filmed it in IMAX or something yeah when when, when that happens.
1: the scene at the end is a massive massive action scene
2: amazing set piece yeah it was it was an incredible in like opening episode for, to definitely one of the best best series of. That some of the best Star Wars. It might even be one of my favourite seasons of a show ever. It was literally every single episode was amazing. I cannot fault a single episode.
1: I can't either. I'm trying to think of... Season one had the odd slow episode. Yes. But there's not many of them. And season two sort of took everything and basically turned it up to ten. Yeah, and they didn't dwell on characters. They told their story, and then added them, and then followed through with the main story, which I loved. Yeah,
2: that that was the thing I liked. I did like that about season one. It was more, it was it was almost like an RPG. You know, it was like you had this main overarching story, but there was so every episode he was almost like going off on a side quest to get what he wanted um season two was less like that there was a little bit and
1: and it's like a video game
2: yeah it is it is and i think they handled that really well because obviously that was a bit of a criticism in this first season then was like, oh he didn't do anything he just sort of went around but and i think it was a smart idea to have each episode as half an hour 45 minutes long they weren't too long (laughs) It actually allowed you to sort of not you didn't get that sort of uh, fatigue I guess with with just having an hour long episode every week it, it actually felt really good even though at the time I was like watching them and being like oh I wish there was more but actually I think it was a smart decision for the pacing of the show
1: yeah they they got the pacing right more yeah. than anything else the pacing on it is better than a lot of tv shows yeah yeah Yeah.
2: so i think i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap up this unless there's anything else you want to want to mention jamo that you loved about the show
1: um i'm just gonna say mando as a character and also baby yoda or we find out his real name (gasps) is amazing as a character what's, what's his real name well, we're not gonna say. No, don't, 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 no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> I, I want to watch Spoiler. this. Uh, but it's amazing how they develop. They are the two main characters, and they develop them. Star really, Wars really is, cool.
2: is very much a uh, uh, there's this overarching theme of fathers and sons. Yeah. And yeah. You you get that with this as well, like the relationship, how they. It's amazing how they develop this relationship and you can yeah. read the body language of someone who mo- who has their helmet on for the whole series. You don't see their face. It's incredible. Nice helmet.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. It is amazing how
2: they do it. And 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 yeah. full credit has to go to Pedro Pascal for for being able to portray uh this character that feels so complex with without his face yeah. being shown. I think it's you have to take your hat off to him. He, he's, he did an incredible job.
1: He has nailed it. Yeah. 100%. Um, how that works further on, though, like, how they take the characters is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Because whenever a show gets to the amount of hype that The Mandalorian has got at the moment, it's always going to be... A step down, rather than a step forward. So they've they've created something that's going to be constantly. Cr- they've set high standards. The Definitely bar is high. Yeah. That
0: is always a, a a pitfall to 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 fall into, isn't it?
2: But yes, we'll we'll. I think. Yeah. I think we've gushed over it enough now, haven't
0: we, Jamie? I <laughs> oh, I can uh, I can pay attention again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: it What's does set, i mean it does share similarities with what star trek has done yes and no, with it definitely Discovery. does there's a lot of similarities there and Absolutely. Mm. i said at the start you've got to respect the characters that you bring back and you've got to give them good stories because yes. if you don't you end up with rise of skywalker as much as i like that film <laughs> but the reality is Compared to what we're seeing now in Star Wars.
2: Oh my God! Doesn't it make those films look like garbage? I
1: know. It's Uh, garbage, but they it does make that whole
2: what could have been. Yeah, there's that question of. See, this is this is what what could have been if Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau were in charge of the movies.
1: This is how Star
0: Trek got it right: is they went off on a completely different universe, and then uh, none of it mattered.
1: You know. But that's the thing. That's the good thing. That's what I liked about the first season of Discovery. It was new. It was fresh. And it was new characters. And and that's kind of like... That's what I liked about Force Awakens. It was new characters.
2: They had a lot of even though.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think they're going to do that as well because there's obviously a lot of talk about this High Republic era, which is obviously what everyone's talked about. Everyone calls it the Old Republic, but they're calling it the High Republic they will have a lot of creative freedom with that era if they're gonna if they if they are going to um, set films and stuff going forward in that era they'll they'll be able to just do whatever they want they'll only have ever so slight little things that constrain them like things like uh, Darth Bane and the Rule of Two and everything that happens in that era but yeah they will have so much that they can do and and I think when you when you aren't constrained by previous um stories chronologically and characters that are so beloved you can you can make something really original and i I look forward to what they do with that era as well but yeah
1: yeah okay what else have you been watching then jmo so on the same it's funny there's a theme to this show this time um (laughs) i just want to add one more to it but it's not in the same league as mandalorian but it is really good um Cobra Kai so obviously based off of the Karate Kid films it brings back Danny LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence who were obviously the two that were against each other in the, the original Karate Kid film from 1984 bearing in mind these are two guys that are in their 50s and 60s now and yeah basically Johnny Lawrence old school had a had a dojo, Cobra Kai. They were the baddies of the original karate kid. Bunch of bullies. Um, down on his luck, reforms the dojo, brings in all these new kids that are being bullied at school. And obviously Daniel LaRusso gets his dojo back. And then what you get is a TV show that every week is at odds with each other um it's not in the same league as mandalorian like i said um but it does do a lot of things really good there's a lot of heart to the show and i think with a lot of these things the thing with having a main tv serial is having a heart in there and you've got to have characters that people want to watch and enjoy watching yeah and the show does have really good characters. The kids that are obviously now the characters that obviously Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence were in the film, the original film, obviously the kids in it, the ones that are bullied at school, and there's a lot of, like, funny moments, and, yeah, it's really good. It has some tragedy in it as well, Um Obviously season two, I've just finished watching season two and yeah, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Like I say, it builds the characters. It's got a heart to it. Um, The fight scenes are brilliant, like proper martial arts stuff. Um, But yeah, it's just a really good show in the way they bring back. They do bring back old characters as well. Some of it's a little bit cheesy when they bring them back. (laughs) <laughs> but then there's a character they brought back who was a complete asshole in the the first and third Quiet Kid film, and he's still an asshole in this as well, <laughs> which is amazing, and that suits his character, and it makes the show better for it. Um, but yeah, I I love it. How whether or not it's got legs because season three is coming out in January, whether or not season three can propel or send it downward because it kind of reminds me a little bit of the lethal weapon tv series whereby did you guys watch the lethal weapon tv series
2: No, no no
1: the first two seasons were really really good and then spoilers they they had changed the cast up due to something that happens at the end of season two and season three and four are pretty shit. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, uh, even though season three and four have Sean William Scott in, who plays stifler in American oh Pie, oh my god, uh, he's actually a good. He's still actor. getting work. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a he plays a cop in season three and four of Lethal Weapon, and he's pretty decent. But the rest of the show just gets worse and worse. And I'm worried that Cobra Kai could do the same thing because they've had quite a peak. Um, but yeah, just that's that's pretty much it. I'm like Ben, I've not watched as many new films, I've watched like 1917 Sonic and the Gentleman, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah, you know, and if I did film of the year, it would be 1917, which is an amazing film. But that didn't but come out this year, did it? No, no, it came it, out really? in this country in January. Yeah, yeah. Oh, at the this... cinemas, it was oh, January, yeah. oh. so I could use it, but yeah, technically, but it's not on the same <laughs> level as like the TV shows we've watched. A uh, quick shout out as well, one last one the walking dead world world beyond slow build the way it ended was amazing and the last three episodes were brilliant and it links all together with all the the stuff in the walking dead it it links a lot of stuff together and yeah i thought it was fantastic even though it's people are bemoaning it again for being a slow build but they're they're stretching the characters out and i thought it was great so yeah, that's pretty much me, to be honest. <laughs> TV and stuff like that. There's loads of things. But TV's those king on the this main year. Room. Yeah. Yeah, TV's king. Oh, and also Formula One Drive to Survive season two. Brilliant. And for- the Formula One season, actually, the last season we've just had, it's been an amazing Formula One season. As all the sports that came back after lockdown, there's some sports that don't really need crowds, they just need TV. Formula One is that sport. Whereas watching football, American football, tennis, all these other things, you need crowds there to enjoy the atmosphere. And that Formula One has been like a, a soap opera behind the scenes. We all knew that Lewis was the best driver, and he's proved it. It's how he, it's how he uses his tires in races. And you know, it, Lewis Hamilton is an absolute legend, and he deserves all the accolades he gets but the rest of the field the racing's been a lot of fun this season because they've used circuits that they haven't used before miguelo was an amazing race despite all the crashes that one at bahrain on the b circuit which is almost like a flat out circuit was incredible um They've used loads of different circuits this year because, obviously, with COVID, they can't go to places. And what's happened is the racing has been so unique because a lot of these drivers, the young drivers, haven't ever driven on any of these circuits that they've used. You know, Portugal was so unpredictable because it's a new circuit for them, whereas in terms of history, history maintains it's one of the oldest circuits going um, but yeah, Formula One's been top notch this season. Um, that's pretty much me. Cool. Am I still not muted? Great. Hello.
0: Yes. Will? Oh no, I <laughs> muted you. Will. What was that? Will? Oh, uh, Will. Yeah. We've lost him. Uh, oh, what it. a bunch of no. So now we're no. Back in your place, JMO. Back in your place. <laughs> <laughs> So, Sam, what have you been watching this year?
4: Well, I'm so happy you all saved the best for last because I cannot believe all of you forgot about one of the things I'm going to talk about. (laughs) But I'm going to start off nice and slow with uh, what I thought was a truly great film. And that is the Eurovision movie that came out on Netflix. Yeah, (laughs) boy! I I remember we watched it together, but it was like... Jim?
0: yeah it was pretty kind of mid-year wasn't it
4: yeah but i think it was a really good movie and like i liked it because it's a good way for like i mean i never had even heard of eurovision as an american and i'm sure half of the people that i know haven't either and uh, i just think it's nice that they kind of dropped it in and now maybe i mean more americans will spectate on the great thing that is eurovision Because we have American Idol, but I mean, that ain't... That's nothing compared to, like, what Eurovision is and the community around it. Um, It's a pretty funny movie, though. We've talked about it before, but I just think that that's probably got to be my movie of the year.
1: (laughs) You should all watch it, every every single one of you. You
4: You really should.
1: I watch Eurovision when it's on, and I laugh, and... It's the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen live. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't yeah. know. I went to see yeah.
1: Mr Blobby when I was a child, JMO. So I'm not sure. What <laughs> <I know that. laughs> Why does that not surprise me somehow? It scared Were the you shit. The front he... Road, nah, he really? scared the shit no. out of me.
0: I cried like a little baby, and they had to take me out. He was terrifying. <laughs> scarred, scarred for life. Not much has changed. Scarred then. for life. <laughs> Mr Blobby <laughs> is a terrifying creature. All right. God, anyone that oh, looks at him and laughs. It. Oh, Jamie, no.
2: Yeah, I used to, I used to be the same. I used to be terrified of the Grinch. The Grinch. Yeah, so.
4: I was scared of. Uh, I don't. Do you, have you guys ever heard of Alf? I don't know. I think that was the name of the show. Alf. Alf, the one that ate cats. Alf. Yes. So, uh. Yeah. <laughs> he scared the shit out of me. I used to have nightmares when I was a kid. <laughs> my mom always threatened to get like a doll of him to put in my room when I was sleeping, when I was bad, and I was like, "Please, he eats cats, no." <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh dear. Anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, the movie was uh... bang, bang. that was my. <laughs> <laughs> the movie was uh, just such a love a love letter to Eurovision, but also really took the piss out of it.
4: Yeah. Like... I mean, it has really good songs though, like like the song that they. Like, they were initially going to play Double Trouble, I think, at Eurovision, right? Yeah. And, like, throughout the movie, um, I forget the woman's name, like, the woman of the duo, she had been writing a song, and um, the... What are their names, Will?
0: I don't know. (laughs) Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
4: The guy that Will Ferrell plays, like, he's he's all just caught up in the lights and the fame, and he he doesn't really care about, like, the music. Like, he's just like, well, we came here to be famous. We got to be famous. And uh, they end up playing her song that she had been writing for some time at the end, and that song still makes me cry. Like, Husavik, that is such a good song.
0: The, the songs are genuinely really well written, and
1: uh, really yeah. they could easily be Eurovision songs, like, easily. yeah, Easily. I love Will Ferrell. I'm amazed <laughs> I haven't I love Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell's humour is right the same as my humour. I
0: love him to bits. He was the one that pioneered this movie. He was the one that really wanted to do it and got the financing for it and everything. Like, he, he really likes Eurovision, so... Uh, he
4: actually sings. Like, her character, I think they have someone else that does, like, the songs, but yeah. he actually sings, so that makes it even more funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: and and the, and the contest was set in the UK in the film, which is uh, just mm-hmm. my dream come true, obviously. So. Well, that would never happen. <laughs> no, they do make jokes <laughs> <Yeah>. about that. <laughs> we we would actually,
1: yeah, we would actually put like a blockade to stop any of those trucks coming into. <laughs> yeah, free. stop pissing we in Kent, mind. you
0: bastards! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, honestly... that was very toxic. actually. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh.
3: <laughs>
4: Really, if there are any other fellow Americans that are listening out there, you guys really should check it out, because I didn't even know it existed, and now like I'm definitely going to be watching it every year.
0: <laughs> and they did announce, after the movie came out, the American Song Contest, um, which is going to be all of the states. Oh. They send a song, and then it goes it's similar to Eurovision, so uh, look for that. I guarantee
4: that. you, every song that comes from the South is going to sound the same. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's going to
4: be banjos <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Something about a truck and beer and a four-wheel drive and a girl <laughs> on a tailgate and my dog and my gun. <laughs>
1: That's every American film I've seen from the Deep South. That's
4: like deliverable. Honestly, though, I mean, I have my breakfast with my pistol sitting next to my big plate of bacon. <laughs> and I drink coffee out of my American flag mug and I run outside and scream.
0: Anyway, yes. The program that we didn't all talk about that we should have done.
4: It's going to be forever remembered. Um, when you think of 2020, you're going to think of toilet paper shortages and COVID and uh, Tiger King.
2: Oh, God.
1: <laughs> How
4: do we not? Of course. How did you guys know I was King. I was sitting here thinking, and I'm like, what has been the most life-changing for me? <laughs>
1: Cowbasties blame it on carol baskin
4: honestly though
0: <laughs> this show i've never experienced such a cultural phenomenon in my life <laughs> yeah. i don't think
1: it's amazing
4: guys like, it like it's, it's it's like if someone decided to make a television series about just florida man like this is what it would be <laughs> Like yeah. this is honestly something that I would see in the news when I used to live in Florida and just be like, yeah, well, I'm crazy yes, people. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's got tigers. Like what is crazy, like the deceit that goes down and these these people just don't care. Like I remember the one scene when the guy was in the trailer full of gas cans and he's smoking a cigarette. Like these people genuinely just—they're <laughs> not afraid of anything.
1: Yeah. It is, but then you have the wasn't it the wedding? So he's married to two other guys. Yes, yeah. he was. Yeah, that was the funniest yet most surreal thing I've ever seen. You know, <laughs> I, I was just like, this is complete. Is this a script? Is this
4: script? No, and then <laughs> and then when one of them passed away, um...
1: is it real?
4: <laughs> yeah, you're just like
1: I it's unbelievable but you couldn't believe that it, whether it's scripted or whether it's real but the fact that you've said that this is a normal news story
4: my god
2: <laughs> there's there's just no way that could be scripted nobody could ever literally make that shit up
4: no Gosh. no there's there's no way like it just I just can't. I just can't believe it. Like, even now that we sat and watched all of that, and I just turned and looked at Will, and I was like, what the f- flip is going on? Like, is this real life?
2: <laughs> is he a real human being?
4: Well, you see,
0: I was already interested in this, because Louis Theroux has a documentary where he goes and, yeah. goes and talks to him. Like, oh, from, that, from, that, from, like, I the 90s. The brilliant. From the That's 90s. That's a brilliant
1: episode as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and...
4: I had never heard of this guy. Like, I know they have Big Cat Rescue in Tampa, and I honestly, I mean, I probably heard of it when I was younger, but I didn't remember about it. And I i mean, I really had no idea that this man was out there in the world, and he existed. And he still exists to this day. He's just yeah. in jail.
0: Yes, yeah, he's just in jail. <laughs> what a bombshell. What a bombshell that was at the end, right? You're like, oh, yeah, all well, this is interesting. Yeah. Bam. jail.
4: Like, what must those.
2: the camera crew have thought? Because they they just initially just went out to film this as a documentary about
0: what what, what was it? What, what
2: were they there it for? It was
1: about the tiger sanctuary. That yeah, was initially it was just, they yeah. out there. to Yeah, the big. And
0: then all this fucking shit went down.
1: <laughs> it's like sitting on gold.
4: Yeah. Oh. It's really crazy though. Like. Like, it'd get to me because, like, I hated to see the animals treated that way. Yeah, like, the tigers yeah. weren't cared for. They, they were fed, like, expired meat and yeah. processed stuff they shouldn't have been eating. And it's like, you don't know whether to be on his side, whether to be on Carol Baskin's side, or to hate both of them.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think she definitely murdered her husband, but she also does take t- care of the tigers. So, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a roundabout to every swing.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. that is the name of the podcast people yeah. <laughs> yeah
4: all of you watched it right like all of you yeah. did see it yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah I was just I was aghast all the way through it like I was saying earlier I was just like yeah unbelievable yeah. What, a, what a ride <laughs> what,
0: a, what, a, what, a, what a ride
4: <laughs> like it was definitely prime entertainment though when we were stuck inside. Oh, it was just yeah,
2: hundred like... percent.
4: And people still think... talk about it. they're still yeah. like, there's still people talk like, about so...
2: it for ages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, talk about it for years. There's,
0: there's, a, there's a movie coming out, isn't there? There in there theres a movie version of it being, being like coming out. I oh, think. <laughs> Like, right you, just, you just don't think these things happen in real life, like assassination attempts like this guy running for governor of the state, like what in the world president. Yeah, oh it was president, wasn't it, it was... Yeah Just think how different the world would be if we had fucking Joe Exotic as the uh, as the president. Well
1: no It'd be exactly saying, the same, wouldn't
4: do. it for Trump. You do as much meth as those, those people did, then uh, I mean anything's possible Yeah
1: <laughs> you know what the boat movie is is not that uh, that's actually really cl- closer to the line the more you <laughs> yeah. think about boat and tiger king yeah Gosh. that boat movie although he was sending everything up that's pretty close to what some of these people are like it's, <laughs> it's mental
0: oh dear dear dear, dear, dear 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 good great anything else
4: um, I would like to, just just, just uh, something we watched recently that I really enjoyed was that movie we watched um, last night, the night before, The Grand Tour. Oh,
0: yeah, The Massive Hunt. What?
4: That oh. was oh. hilarious. <laughs> Is that, that's the
1: clocks and the ex-Top gig? Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah.
4: Oh, I had never watched that kind of thing, and, and we watched uh, one before that, and then we watched this one, and I honestly enjoyed it. I thought it was hilarious, although I... I hate to see a Bentley get treated the way that one did. <sighs> <laughs> the stuff they do
1: with cars. So it hurts me. <laughs> Yeah. They do some amazing stuff with cars. There's an um, old Top Gear episode where they turned a Robin Reliant, which is this really horrible three-wheel car, and they turned it into a space shuttle. And they did actually shoot it up into space. and the rockets, They actually put rockets on it, and it actually propelled upwards into space. They actually did a a rocket launch for it. It was amazing.
0: One of my favourites is the Toyota Hilux, and they fucking like demolish a building on top of it, and uh, it still survives. It still turns on.
1: (laughs) And they took it. They took it around the world, didn't they? They did all these things with it it's um, it's,
4: it's crazy the things they do with those cars like uh one of them had a ford focus hatchback and he put like tracks on it like 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 a snowmobile tracks
1: (laughs) (laughs) on they turned a um once upon a time they turned a van into a boat so yeah, like a you get like a delivery van and they took it on a boat down. It was in it was not far from you guys. It was Cambridge, wasn't it? Yeah. They took oh, it yeah. down the river in Cambridge. Yeah, they, that's right. Yeah. like oh a um, Ford Transit van yeah. and they turned it into a hovercraft. <laughs> and they they took it. They had other cars that they took down the river as well. But yeah, that was their challenge to turn boat these vans into boats and hovercrafts. And they turned a Ford Transit into a hovercraft or whatever. It was brilliant. I think they're
0: definitely. So uh, I think they're definitely kind of getting a bit older now. I think yeah. you can kind of start to feel it in 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 the new shows. Although apparently they're not allowed to do like the old car challenges anymore. No, apparently, no, still, yeah, that's Top Gear's like IP, yeah,
2: copyright. And that's why well, they do all the new cars. Top
1: gears and stuff. Yeah. Well, so for anyone not listening, Grand Tour. The presenters, Jeremy Clarkson, James May, and um, Richard Hammond, they used to be the presenters of Top Gear. Now there's, and obviously then they split up because, well, they got sacked from Top Gear because Jeremy Clarkson complained about punched
2: his, the producer, didn't he? Yeah, about he his steak.
1: the producer because his steak was medium and not rare, and there was a massive brawl in a oh hotel my God. Yeah, he's yeah. a bit of a dick. Clarkson, he's a bit of a dick, but he's but then he's good on TV, yeah. so he's a dick, but he's actually makes good TV because he's a dick. Um, so you sort of have to weigh it up. But then the new <laughs> top gear at the moment has got um Freddie Flintoff, ex cricketer and just general brilliant on TV. Um, who's the other one? Freddie Flintoff, Paddy McGuinness, yeah, who's oh, yeah, obviously
0: McGuinness,
1: yeah, Max and Paddy, Phoenix Knight. Um, what's that dating show he does where it's no likey, no no uh, likey, no likey?
0: Fucking uh, uh, take me
1: on. Or...
2: <laughs> take, right. me out, Warb.
1: take me out.
0: Take is me out. Take me out.
1: What's <laughs> the other guy they've got? They've got another guy on there who's really. No idea.
0: I don't know what his name was, but he's, re- he's, he's, he's really into cars, isn't he?
1: He's really good. Oh, fuck. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take I, me I, out. I got... No likey, no likey! Oh. oh man, but Top Gear with Freddie Flintoff and um, Paddy McGuinness is really good. They've they've got the team. That yeah, it's the car guy. It,
0: yeah, he's. Oh God, Rory Reed. Rory Reed yeah.
1: is that his name? Yeah, he went. Well, that's where they got him from. Um, but he's he's the car car guy. He's the one that knows what to do with cars. Whereas Paddy McGuinness and Freddie Flintoff just mess around just like hammond may and clarkson do
0: chris harris chris harris is his name chris harris,
1: chris harris that's chris it. Harris yeah. guys
0: but yeah so uh yeah the grand tour was uh i i i i think i think they could tone it down on the um script scripted bits
2: it's so obviously scripted you know yeah. at least when they did top gear it felt a bit more even though it was it was scripted but it felt more
1: like it wasn't yeah 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 That was it. Top Gear just gone. They had an episode where they were in these coupes and they couldn't leave the cars for like 24 or 48 hours. So there's a bit where Freddie Flintoff is having to pee in a bottle just as he stops at a petrol station.
0: Just like us normal people do.
1: Yeah, just as... Because he (laughs) can't leave the car, that's the challenge. They're not allowed to leave the cars for 48 hours. That was it. Yeah, there's... Freddie Flintoff is the one who seems to do the more reckless stuff on there whereas paddy McGuinness is is the one that's a bit more of the jeremy clarkson on there indeed
0: right okay is that everything from everyone no oh (laughs) jamo's excited he's like yes (laughs) i'm gonna know what yeah on. are we talking
1: mr blobby again oh god
0: One one thing that I actually just wanted to mention that I forgot to mention earlier, because you guys were talking about that CGI uh, the, the LCD screen, LCD wall, LED wall technology in um in in in, in Star Wars. Yeah. They're going to start using well, that. You
1: st- can say the name of the show, Will. <laughs> <just say> <laughs>
0: the so Mandalorian. I know it may hurt a little bit. <laughs> 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 but um yeah, the Star Trek Discovery is uh, is is going to use that next season. But um one cool thing about Star Trek Discovery season three. Is that all of the CGI in the show has been done from home in lockdown? None of it has been done in like proper studios or anything. It's all been done from home, and it is incredible. They've done a really great job doing mm-hmm. it all from home uh, during during the during the pandemic. It's uh, it's been amazing.
1: I particularly like the scene where they where you could see someone mowing the lawn in the back garden. <laughs> I thought that was really well done. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> oh. But yeah, like you wouldn't you wouldn't know that it had been done from home it's, it's just crazy wild okay well thank you for listening what song are we going to have to play us out this time who wants Ooh. to choose mm. oh.
1: yeah, are we yeah, going to do dong. christmas i don't know jambo <laughs> no go
0: on sam what
4: i was just kidding i said ya oh. ya yeah, yeah, ding dong oh yeah, yeah, yeah dong. you from
1: know what Eurovision. we could do as well Yo yo ding dong followed by it's a blobby Christmas. Oh
2: god. Oh it's blobby.
0: gotta be it's gotta <laughs> be Mr. Blobby. Oh has is it, it gotta be Mr. Blobby? Yeah. Oh fuck's sake. <laughs> it was a I... Christmas number one. <laughs> it was <laughs> Oh no. That's All it. right, well then it is Mr. Blobby, fuck's sake. We <laughs> <You're> really <laughs> shitting on some 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 music, these 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 podcasts, fucking hell. <laughs> All right, well we will see you uh, uh, not too far away because we'll obviously still have to do the music of the year. Yes. But uh, we we'll, uh, we'll, will we'll be some good out. music on that. The one. music might be a bit better for that one. Yeah, we'll each have a song I think in that one. So we will yes. <laughs> not fucking Mr Blobby or Bug Snacks. We could have, <laughs> you know what? There
1: is a um, song on the internet, um, Mr Monday, <laughs> and <laughs> it's um... yeah.
0: No, it's Mr Blobby. That's it. It's sort of, no. We've chosen it now. It's Mr. <laughs> it's a blobby. beginning
4: to look a lot like Christmas. It's beginning to look a lot no. like Blobby.
0: Blobby, blobby, blobby.
2: And keep your eyes peeled for that uh, Sleeping Dogs rap that JMOG
0: is working on right now. Yeah, he'll be uh, releasing that exclusively. Well, I don't
1: need making. to work on it because we'll still put it somewhere.
0: Now I've got to do a remaster, JMO, remastered version. Got to write some lyrics for next time. <laughs> sleeping, put dogs, that sleeping Dogs. No
1: christmas time with way <laughs>
0: christmas time with
1: way. <laughs> What way was the main oh
0: that was the that i thought you were talking soup. about like yeah, like name, curds but... and way i was like what. <laughs> lovely okay well we're done for now we'll see you uh in in a short period of time bye-bye for now
2: bye bye-bye, bye 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 i was trying to do a mr blobby noise but i can't remember what he sounds like just just, just <laughs> blobby 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 mate
3: Bleed up! Bleed